Hey, you're just in time for happy hour. Do you ever wonder who you murdered in a previous life to explain your current mishuga? What rare white rhinoceros did I accidentally run over to explain my current situation? Did I run a baby seal clubbing business or something? Just checking in with you, universe. I wave the white flag. Seriously, you've made your point. I've come to the startling yet unavoidable realization that I'm just smart enough to realize how doomed we all are, but not quite smart enough to do anything about it. So on today's episode, I'm going to celebrate those who are. We're going to highlight some of the innovations and inventions that are currently changing the world. So grab yourself a drink and let's jump into it. Let's detox on the rocks. Salut! Nothing is certain but death and taxes, right? Death is a billion dollar industry. In fact, in the US alone, the death care market is estimated to reach revenues of 68 billion, that's B as in Bacardi, dollars by 2023. Not only that, but each year, four million acres of hardwood forest are cut down to make caskets. Well, two Italian artists are trying to change that. They've created the Capsule Mundi, a biodegradable burial pod. It kind of looks like an egg. Essentially, it allows your body to become the seed for a new tree. Whatever your beliefs on the afterlife are, trees are always a good idea. Now this begs the question, do you get to choose the type of tree? Could you be a Christmas tree year-round? Could I choose a palm tree? And does it have to be a tree? Could I choose something that resonates with me on a spiritual level? Like an agave plant? This next one is beautiful in its simplicity and efficiency. McRuber, a UK company, is taking plastic from landfills to pave new roads. And they, get this, make roads that last 10 times as long as asphalt and are 60% stronger. Those plastic roads also replace oil-based sealing materials. They're also aesthetically pleasing. If the road to hell is paved with good intentions, these eco-friendly roads are paved with genius and ingenuity. I am really excited about this next one. Deserto, a Mexican company, has created gorgeous vegan leather. And it's made from prickly pear cactus. It's breathable, flexible, and guaranteed to last 10 plus years. Toxin-free, cruelty-free, and it's also sustainable. I'll be sure to add links to all of these amazing companies I'm talking about today in the show notes. By now, we're all understanding that plastic is one of the worst things for the planet. And we've seen metal straws, bamboo straws, all kinds of different reusable straws out there. LifeStraw takes it to the next level. They originally set out to remove guinea worm larvae from contaminated water. Ew. However, this straw has also turned into tackling other issues, making the undrinkable drinkable. And no, I don't mean to bad Long Island iced tea into a good one. The LifeStraw can purify up to 4,000 liters of water and has changed and undoubtedly saved lives across the globe. While we're on the subject of plastic, water bottles, which we know are another big problem, are piling up in the landfills. 
So we carry our reusable ones everywhere with us, right? Well, what if we eliminated the bottle altogether, making the bottles edible? Uho water has created what looks like a cross between what a fairy would put in a school lunch pail and what you'd find on a space shuttle. Roughly the size of a small egg, these spheres of water are encased in the same stuff you find in your bubble tea. They're completely clear seaweed balls made from agar agar. So essentially, it's a mouthful of water. You don't need to eat the seaweed shell, you can just peel it off, but you definitely can. The texture is soft and like a very thin jelly. Producing these babies emits five times less CO2 and takes nine times less energy to produce. I mean, it must be pretty expensive, right? Well, get this. It's cheaper than plastic water bottles. That's like finding out your favorite ice cream burns calories and cleans up after you while you're sleeping. Continuing with our plastic embargo, Avani biodegradable bags are made from cassava roots and natural starches. They are essentially meant to replace plastic grocery bags, and on the side of each bag says the proud slogan, I am not plastic, which would be a pretty cute logo to have across the chest of maybe a woman's sports bra, wouldn't it? Remember the scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when Wonka takes a sip of a daffodil as a teacup and then he bites into the teacup? And when I say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I don't mean that abomination Johnny Depp was in, even though I love Johnny Depp. There is now a kind of cutlery called Bakey's, an Indian-based company, and they're producing sweet and savory neutral-flavored cutlery. And it's chic, too. What are these little beauties made of? Nutritious grains, like millet. I mean, what could be better? Our next innovator? Well, I'll give you a hint. They're amazing in pastas and risottos. They can help you find yourself if they're magic. And there's nothing quite like sautéing them in a little bit of white wine. That's right! Pestilatiopsis microspora, say that three times after a cocktail, is a kind of mushroom that is going to change the entire game. They're originally from Ecuador in the Amazon rainforest. These mushrooms were discovered on a Yale research trip. Now these mushrooms can live without oxygen and they break down polyurethane, which is just fancy talk for plastic, and they turn it into organic matter. The crazy part about this is it doesn't make the mushrooms themselves toxic. You can still eat them. Apparently they're sweet with a taste of licorice. Anyone else in the mood for a little nausea plastic? Well, these little teeny caterpillar-looking guys that scientists are nicknaming plastivores are just nuts for plastic. As a matter of fact, scientists and researchers have discovered over 50 species of microorganisms, mostly bacteria, that can turn plastic into energy. How are these stats? 60 waxworms were able to eat through 30 centimeters of a plastic bag in less than a week. That's like putting a lasagna in front of me. Now, this isn't to say we're all in the clear, but it's a promising turn of events. These little microorganisms national anthem? Life in plastic really is fantastic. Yes, it was cringy, but I just couldn't help myself. Introducing Detox Margarita Tear Salt. Made in-house from the desperate weeping of a madwoman. 
This artisanal salt is woefully crafted locally and ideal to put the finishing touch on your manic depressive margarita. May cause intense sarcasm, an inability to digest reality, alien hand syndrome, and difficulty pretending you care. About, well, anything, really, anymore. I feel a fresh batch coming in. Try detox margarita tear salt. Rim your glass in sadness. <laughs> Make mine a double. You know how the Bluetooth logo kind of looks like two mountain peaks on its side, but kind of Celtic-ish? Well, there's a reason for that. It just so happens to be the name, Bluetooth that is, of the 10th century Viking king of Denmark. King Harold's reign as the king of Denmark and Norway was from 958 to 985. I'm dyslexic, so that was difficult to read. And whose claim to fame was uniting the tribes of Denmark and converting the Danes to Christianity. But I digress. The Bluetooth name of our current devices was actually meant to be just a placeholder. And the symbol itself, or the logo itself, is a combination of two ancient Danish runes, the letters H and B, King Harold's initials. Now, it's a huge general misconception that Bluetooth's nickname, Bluetooth, came from the fact that he was always noshing on blueberries. Well, that's false. He got his nickname because he had a dead tooth, front and center, which is actually kind of cold if you think about it. Your nickname being a physical ailment? That's like calling me old cirrhosis or little Miss Accutane. Speaking of cirrhosis, it's time for what's in your glass. And today I'm sipping on a margarita. Now listen, I'd rather stick both my nips in an electric pencil sharpener than use pre-made margarita mix. So today we're gonna do it from scratch. We're gonna use a few simple ingredients for a classic margarita. So what we need is good quality tequila, like Casamigos or Don Julio. We want silver, blanco, clear, make sure it's clear. <laughs> we also need Cointreau, which is an orange liqueur, and we need a whole mess of fresh limes for our fresh lime juice. And to top it all off, coarse salt. Tears optional. Now we've all been in restaurants that have every single flavor and possible combination of margaritas that you can possibly think of. I'd say start with this recipe first and then get creative. For instance, my favorite is throwing in some fresh jalapeno slices for a little ay ay ay. Now this might sound silly, but salt your glasses first. You can rim an empty glass, but not a full one. And this is something I forget to do all the time. All you do to rim a glass is wet the mouth of the glass with water and put it face down into a small plate with salt. Now you can purchase the glass rimmer, which has a spongy thingy, but honestly, you don't need to. You can just put some coarse sea salt and feel free to get creative. You can add some sugar. One of my favorite things to add is tahine. You can also add a small sprinkle of chili pepper to have fun with it. So I'm gonna give you the recipe for a pitcher of margaritas. Because let's be honest, who's making one single margarita? So we're going to take three cups of our wonderful quality tequila, two cups of Cointreau, or you can use triple sec, and one and a half cups of freshly squeezed lime juice. 
Now, if you like things a bit sweeter, you can add a sploosh, is the technical term, of agave nectar. I like it a little bit sour and bitter like my insides, but that's just me. You mix, 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 and that's pretty much it. Now this drink is strong. I recommend serving over a half full glass of ice. This is most likely going to be way stronger than a pitcher of margaritas in a restaurant, so be warned. They go down almost too smoothly, so do not drink on an empty stomach. Back to the jalapenos, a little bit goes a long way. I recommend slicing a jalapeno in hoops so you have the rings. Now the outside and the peel is going to have a jalapeno flavor. A lot of the spice, most of the spice, is in the seeds themselves. So if you're looking for more flavor and less spicy, you can actually remove some of the seeds. Just use a spoon and be sure to not touch your eyes after. You only have to do that once. <laughs> Another great tip is right before you serve something, Put your glasses in the freezer for, I don't know, 15-20 minutes. There's something about a beverage being served in a frosted glass that just feels extra refreshing. Like how all pools are blue. It'd be almost weird to swim in something pink. <laughs> Anyways, try this from scratch and I promise you will never reach for a pre-made mix ever again. You know when you're out and about and you see a sign that says something like do not play beach boys on a Tuesday while eating a snow cone and you wonder to yourself, well what happened there? <laughs> There's got to be a backstory and there probably is for these next few random rules and laws that have to have an interesting origin story as well. So let's go through them. Number one, it's illegal to hike naked in Switzerland. <laughs> now. <laughs> Now, in 2011, a Swiss man was fined approximately $100 for, um, moonwalking, shall we say? That's extreme hiking. <laughs> the sunburn <laughs> that guy must have got on his kibbles and bits. Number two, you cannot wear a Winnie the Pooh t-shirt in Poland. It's considered much too risque for children. Oh, side note, Winnie the Pooh is a girl. I mean, I think pants are still a good idea regardless, but who knew? Next, it's illegal to ride a cow drunk in Scotland. Is the cow drunk or is the rider? The rider, the person, the non-rider is drunk. Does that mean you can do it sober? Well, this law goes back to 1872. Now, right with the same law, it says you also cannot operate a firearm while drunk. To that, I say, well, duh. Next, it is illegal to fly a kite in Victoria, Australia since 1966. I wish they would say why. <laughs> Up next in the UAE, it is illegal to swear, which means I most likely would not make it out of the airport. Coming in at number six, it is illegal to kill Bigfoot in BC, Canada since the 1800s. Washington state also has a similar law. If Bigfoot was a real thing, I would probably be happy for him. And last, but definitely not least, it is illegal to eat a person, that's eat, like nom nom nom, in Idaho. You will go to prison for up to 14 years. And the only thing on my mind is why is that only a law in Idaho? Personally, I would prefer my finger sandwiches sans fingers. Thanks so much.
Well, that's the end of my drink and the end of the show. I think our best shot, hee <laughs> hee, out of any situation, especially a difficult one, is to logically think our way out of it. Think for yourself while also referring to experts and the information provided. In short, if you cannot be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. I just watched Greece this past weekend. <laughs> we'll see you next time in the cantina. Salut! This has been a Cat Flap production. In association with Not For Sale Media.